Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. Two nights a week on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. Is there a space between the left-right binary to think about deaths from COVID? It's day 217 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 3,848,981 cases with 67,498 deaths. One of the defining features of public discussion around COVID in India has been just how polarized the conversation around mortality has been. Every news article that talks about how there is underreporting of covid mortality in India partly because of administrative systems that have been underperforming for decades and partly because there very much is political incentive right from the city to the national level to underplay mortality from covid is greeted with howls of derision from those broadly aligned along the right Their position is that India is doing exceptionally well on covid mortality and critics of the government are overstating the extent of underreporting to make the government look bad. To prove this they point to estimates of overall mortality deaths from all causes that have emerged from some indian cities like mumbai and states like kerala that showed that there wasn't any large undetected spike in deaths that could have been from covid although mumbai did have a spike in june. On the left meanwhile the argument is that there is evidence that India is undercounting covid deaths. We know from news reporting including mine that audit committees in every state decide which deaths of covid positive persons should be counted as covid deaths. That in some cities and states the deaths of persons with comorbidities are not counted as covid deaths. In Vadodara for instance they are actually counted under the discharged column reporting by Sachin Sharma of the Times of India found. So the argument is that covid mortality in India is definitely higher than the official count and so India has nothing to be pleased about. I always enjoy data points that confound these left right binaries because they help get my own thinking out of a rut. And that's something that I'm finding is now happening with infection fatality rates. You might remember me talking a little about the IFR in my seroprevalence episodes. As opposed to the case fatality rate which is the number of deaths proportional to the number of reported or confirmed cases expressed as a percentage the infection fatality rate relies on estimates of how far the infection has spread through the population and these estimates come from seroprevalence surveys in indian sero surveys so far the ifr has largely been under 0.1% meaning that they estimate that fewer than 1 in every 1000 people who are infected with the sars cov2 virus will die There are of course some issues with this number. Murad Banaji, the senior lecturer of mathematics at Middlesex University who I interviewed in episode 92, regularly investigates some of the problems with the Indian sero surveys so far and I've linked to some of his work. For an article I did for India spend that I linked to, I looked at how the IFRs emerging from Indian sero surveys are inexplicably low, which literally means that we don't yet have a good explanation for why they should be so low. But even if we account for considerable covid death undercounting and some amount of methodological problems it's still quite clear that the IFR is somewhere in the region of 0.1% to 0.2%. In some western countries the IFR has become one of the dividing lines along which the left and right align themselves. Since around March 
the right wing in the US has fixated on the argument that the novel coronavirus is not that lethal and so any infringement on personal liberties like lockdown social distancing wearing masks or really any inconvenience is unjustified leaders beloved of the right like US president Donald Trump and Brazil's Jair Bolsonaro have espoused this cause and both revel in being seen without masks Bolsonaro even though he actually contracted the virus in the scientific community people with this view have often converged around the greek american stanford university professor john ioannidis who argued back in march that covid ifr was likely to be as low as 0.05% in an article in which he called global restrictions a fiasco in the making some of the early studies that led to this perspective were flawed most notably the infamous santa clara study led again by stanford researchers which argued early on that infections were far more widespread than thought but had several methodological statistical and even ethical flaws writing about it for the scientist website writer katherine offered called it how not to do an antibody survey for sars-cov-2 so all of this would appear to be once again settling down along the usual left right lines except not in india because the impact of covid related restrictions has been so severe on the indian economy and on livelihoods some key left thinkers in india have been pushing back against covid restrictions unlike in the west of course the left is not a homogenous group but i was struck last week when i spoke to the economist john dres about how unusual this is we were talking about ifrs for my india spend piece and professor dres's argument was that since the ifr appears to be so low restrictions including on transport need to be lifted so that people do not die of hunger or sink further into poverty this is also the argument that a section of leftist public health professionals are making in a letter to the prime minister recently doctors from the indian public health association and two other associations asked for broad lockdowns to be lifted partly out of concerns over the acute disruption in health services that i'll be talking about in the next episode For me personally I find this a complex issue to form a position on and it undoubtedly has to do with who holds which view I'd like to think of myself as an independent minded person but I'd be lying if I said that I find it difficult to find myself on the same side of an argument as Trump supporters that of course is not a useful way of thinking about it at best here's where I find myself now covid is not like the flu its concentrated intensity especially among the elderly make it remarkable calling for remarkable measures there's a lot more that we don't know about its impact even on those who contracted but do not die and so we need to remain circumspect about its impact but yes we now have a fair idea of how many people are likely to die of it and it isn't going to be very high in relative terms so should we lift most restrictions well yes because people are suffering but while being cognizant that those who don't have to should still restrict their movements we should still not allow large gatherings and we should still be prepared for significant illness even if not significant death thank you for listening this episode was edited by anand krishnamurthy in the next episode a new question